think we're live. Okay. This is not You see us? Yep. Okay. On the originators page. All right. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. It's been a little while since we've been on. I know. That's what I was thinking too. It has been a while. Yeah. Feels good. Get back on. <laughs> Everything's been so many things going on. It's fun to take time for this. Yes, it is. Just give people a second if maybe yeah. they're going to join us. Where do you want to start today? Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? We want to talk about just like kind of what's what's after the search for constant like fixing of yourself and problems. Yeah. There's a part of this experience where you really do dig deep into what's going on because you're completely unaware of what's happening. So there's definitely a time and place to dig deep and focus on that. And a lot of things come up, but now we've been doing this for a little while and all of our clients are finding themselves out of the search for safety and security. So what's beyond the, the um, what's beyond that? Like when you can play in a place that isn't determined by if you're safe or not to do it, when you no longer have to find that out and you just know and have that security inside of yourself what's what's next after that how do you how do you even get there from there right right yeah i mean the women in our world are relentless with themselves like i mean anyone who has who comes to us or who works with us has like been on a journey for a long time and has tried all the things and has been just like working on themselves. Like they pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They're figuring it out. They're like relentless in pursuit of how to be the best them that they can be. And, you know, we are that way. Like I have this innate need for more and I don't know how to stop that. Um, like desire for more but that has always come at what seemed like an expense to me. Like I felt like wanting more was like a liability. Yeah. And so in the desire to want more, to experience more of myself, to grow myself, I mean, evolution and growth is like, it's just who I am. I can't, I don't know how to be any other way. And in order to just live out this, this, just way I was meant to be what I've come to realize and what Jenny and I have come to realize is in order to do that, we had to be on this like problem solving, tear something down and rebuild it over and over and over because it was a way to experience more that didn't disrupt the programming of like, that's enough. 
and you don't need that. So if you have, um, if you are a person who's wired for more, which we are, <laughs> and which the women that we work with are, but you also are unconsciously programmed with, you don't need that, that's enough, don't be too much, don't want too much, don't have too much, don't, you know, tame it down, slow it down, stop it down, that's enough, you don't need it, you don't need it, you don't need it. In order to experience innately who you were created to be, you will have to work within the parameters of your programming. And so what you end up doing is going on this endless cycle of like healing, problem solving, fixing yourself, finding the next thing to like master and overcome. But what we're coming to realize is like a lot of the women that we worked with have learned how to feel safe in their bodies. They have learned how to calibrate their central nervous system. They understand that their safety and the security, they've gone through like the hero's journey of overcoming these parts of their life that held them hostage. And so now what? If we don't move beyond need and into desire, and we don't understand how to actualize more, in a way that's beneficial to us and enhances the quality of our life, then we will find another thing that's broken or make another thing tear itself down in order to have something to do. Yeah, really. <laughs> Live that way for a really long time. And then also because you desire something or you want something because you're playing in safety and security and everything has to fit into that, that it's safe to do this, you know, um, you have to turn everything into a need. And so when it's a need, it has an energetic difference than it is a desire. And so it, it reaches this limit continuously that you can't get anything past safety and security. You can't get anything past the need. So it's the reason why it always feels like, why is there like always, okay, I see that there's just enough, like, I always tend to make it work, but why can't it ever seem to build? Or why does it always feel like it's in the cycle? And people feel this way, obviously with money all of the time. Um, relationships, like you get to this really good place and then it just, the cycle starts over and you, you get back to this place where you thought you would never be again and you thought you had worked it out, but it always hits this um, threshold where it has to, because you can't get out of the vibration of need, you need to find another way to be continue to grow, but you can't grow past the spot because of the past programming, then you actually need to go down and start it all over again. So when you're able to switch that around um, where a lot of the women are now working with us and there are places for no matter where you're at in this process, there are places for you to go if you're just starting to realize that you have programming that's running your life um, by default and you, you don't even you're not even really aware of it but you can see that there's certain cycles and patterns that are going on that you just wish that you could get out of there's places for you to go in our work there's there's different um, you know, everybody's kind of along the same journey, but it turns over differently for each person. And it's starting to happen faster and faster with the compounding of the work of with us, it's so deep in us and all of the women now that it's spread to, and they're doing it. The energy of desire is really lifting 
and it's becoming stronger and stronger. And each time that somebody makes a choice away from need and into desire, the work just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So we're finding ourselves talking about this part of it more because it's like this wave of work is changing women at a rapid pace. And it's really exciting to now, you know, present more information and newer um, energetic projections. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And this is really fast. I mean, really fast. Really yeah. Fast. <laughs> yes. You know, in the beginning, so many of our women like actually already had the life that they wanted, or they actually already were in a, in a spot in their lives, either in their relationships or their finances or their career or in with themselves where they had some level of safety and security. I mean, they weren't in dire straits, but because their programming and their wiring of their central nervous system didn't match up to that, their mental and um, like emotional and physiological experience of their life was very different than even the external world. So in, in some ways, the work in the beginning was catching them up to speed in their biology for the, even their actual reality. And, and for us, when we came to this work, it was about quality of life. Like we had tried through need to actualized goals or to like manifest experiences through need. It's filtered by a, um, your mind's answer to your emotions. Like when, when you are living out in need and you are feeling in your central nervous system, like you are not safe or secure, all of the ideas that you have, all the goals that you have, all the things that you want to do they're not actually the true desires of your heart. They're not, they're coming from your mental solution to your emotional problem. And what happens is even when you actualize them, it doesn't change the feeling. And so then you go on to the next thing and you go on to the next thing. And then part of you feels like, why do I have everything that I thought that I wanted? And I still don't feel different. I must be so ungrateful. I must, there must be something wrong with me. And the truth is, is like the things that you're picking just aren't landing in your body because they're not driven from your heart's desire. They're driven from the answer to the problem that you think you need to solve, which is you. So once we start like uncoupling it, it's why we don't have goals in the beginning of our work with our women. They don't have goals because they don't even actually know they have, they've lost so much disconnect or they're so disconnected from their true desires of their heart. And all of our women are so disconnected from their feminine energy and your feminine energy is your desire. Your feminine energy is, you know, that innate force within you that just has this knowing of what you, um, how to be fully alive, how to immerse yourself in the quality of life. And interestingly enough, the way that our women have returned to their feminine is through developing their masculine energy first. The changing and uncoupling the, the programming of how we understand masculine and feminine energy has been the way, the path and the journey out of a dominant over 
productive, doing, bootstrap, on my own, isolated, problem-solving reality in maturing and nurturing a relationship to the mature masculine energy qualities has led and made the way for, for the level of um, safety and security to experience the true feminine, to be able to lean back in trust, to be able to connect with desire. It's, it's moving beyond what it's ever been. And it's really interesting and really exciting. And it's also so much softer and like filled with an ease and gentleness that is um, like a relief in such a way. Right. And one of the main um, qualities of the feminine energy and when you possess that to the fullest, like mature version of itself, you're able to receive. It's a receiving energy. And so it's why when you have not developed that part of yourself, you can go through the motions of everything and not experience anything or receive the goodness. You can only experience the chaos that's going in your mind or the past experiences from before. When the energetics um, unravel themselves and you're able to use them in the appropriate way that they're intended to be used, you're able to provide something for yourself and also receive something to yourself. So there's a very big balance between the two energies. Most likely as you're going through your life right now, you feel like you have some sort of variations of these two qualities but they're usually at a very immature level and don't have the full potency of the quality that benefits you for the greatest of all good right so we do a lot of things in this work and it feels like looking from the outside in people are always wondering like how is this possible how is this even working i don't understand it what am i going to have to do and The thing is, is we do very, there are very specific things that you do and they are available to anybody. It's just, you don't understand what's happening and you don't have the proper tools to support yourself and your life experience in the way that you desire to actually do because you're just running in default of the ones you've been handed or the past ones that kind of worked. And then no, they don't work anymore. And, and so this is available to any single person. Like it's, it's just a matter of knowing what it is and becoming to know yourself in a way that you never have before and taking that time and like investing in your experience, which is just overflows into every single part of your life. Right. And we really like our desire at this point and where our work is moving to even deeper and richer and fuller is into the, like the, the massive support that is available to us. Women who have dominated their life in masculine energy and usually in that immature masculine energy are overproductive. They're overly independent. They're very isolated. They're on their own. They're doers. They're doers. They're doers. They're doers. Like I can figure this out. I can make this work. Like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And, um, there's nothing wrong with those things. Like those are the qualities that we were taught as girls and young women that were valuable to our society and valuable to, um, 
you know, our experience and there's nothing wrong with those, but what we want you to understand is that there is an easier way. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That when you take action, that when you do things, that when you make moves, that it can be supported, you know, it can be in divine timing. It can be with the, with the, um, support of massive provisions with the, with the knowing of God within you, with the, the working behind the scenes in how things are divinely aligned for you. And that when you, um, make the move that the energy is behind it in the timing that you trust your intuition, that you trust God, that, that you trust yourself, that you trust that in the goodness of life. Um, we talk about isolation and the way that I see being isolated is that true feeling that you are alone in it, that you're alone in your life, that you're on your own to figure it out and that no one is there for you. It's the inability to receive. It's the inability to receive connection, support, love, provisions, money, wealth, joy, all of the things, because so many of the women are exhausted. They're tired. They're doing it all. They're doing way too much. They're actually angry and resentful, but they also like push away everything that is offered to them at the simultaneously. It's like, I want help. No, thank you. I need support. No, not that way. I want, you know, I, I need this. Well, I got to figure that out. Oh, this is, you know, I can't wait on that. It's like, there is this, di- this back and forth dichotomy and even wanting having a desire and being like, Oh no, that's not the way it's supposed to show up. Okay. You know, like I, it's this idea that we always know better for what is right for our lives than, um, what the provisions of God and the connection of our co-creation in our humanity and in our relationship to our spirituality, how they can work together. And when you believe that your safety and your security and your well-being and your worth and your value and all of those things are that you are on your own to create and provide that experience for yourself, like without anybody else or anything else that can support you, life is incredibly difficult. And it's not actually our natural way of being. And so it comes at a huge energetic expense to our systems. The women of this world are exhausted. They are stretched too thin. They are doing too many things. They are denying aspects of themselves that could enhance the quality of their life. And they are overexerting other areas and not knowing how to relinquish control. Yes. Yes. I mean, one of the scariest moments of my whole life was a year ago year and a half ago when, or I have no idea. (laughs) When was quarantine times? Was that last winter? This is winter we're going through. We just got out of, or has it been like cycles? So we're moving like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I had, um, one of the, one of the most terrifying moments of my life was having to give over the control or surrender to not having control or whatever I had to do when I had, I was not going to be working for, you know, eight weeks, six, seven weeks from having a major surgery, then into the pandemic hitting. 
there was a multiple months where going into knowing that I wasn't going to be able to work and having surgery and was going to be, you know, out of commission in the way where I wasn't going to be able to really even like go up and down the stairs that we have in our house a lot and those kind of things. Everything in my mind before that was preparing, which is funny because I'm not even an actual person who prepares anything like at all. But I was like, oh my gosh, my safety and security is in jeopardy. Is my husband going to be able to handle not having me do all the things that I do? He doesn't even know what I do. I do everything, you know, all of this mind game going on and mentally preparing. Should I prepare all of these meals? Should I figure out all of the bills? Should I do all of these things? So the time that I can't be physically doing things that I'm taking care of, like, do I need to hurry up and take care of myself really quick, extra beforehand, so I can be taken care of? And, you know, looking back, I didn't even realize that this was a pivotal moment in my life until we were like, well into this work. This is really when it started shifting. Um, the act of deciding and trusting that I would be taken care of, that my kids would be taken care of, and that my husband could handle everything. No reason to think he couldn't. It was just my own mind thing, like every other woman in the world thinks they're the ones that, you know, are responsible for most things. To then make the decision to say no to all of that chatter in my mind and go all in to rest and receive every possible bit of support I could in that time. I had people bringing me meals. Um, all sorts of things were happening. I actually, I had forgotten about this stuff. I, the, the people who brought me meals, like that blew my mind. It was lots of people that are close to me, but people that were not necessarily in my daily lives. And it really, that part of that alone changed me too, of being like, oh my gosh, I like felt so loved and wanted to do that to, with somebody, you know, in the future too. But energetically, what happened was, is I quit pushing and forcing and pushing and forcing and push, push, pushing and forcing. And I just said no to all that and literally sat on my couch and let everything come to me and receive the goodness of all that was around me. And I was able to hold that really well during the time of the eight weeks of my surgery. Then with that being on the backside of now my salon at the time got shut down right when the day basically I got back to work, that started it all over again. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I need to force, I need to push, I need to, I've already, now I'm going to be punished for this. Like what's happening here? And being like, no. And knowing that I had no choice but to, there was nothing I could do, but I had to be able to find a way to survive myself. And so what I did was I found the truth in the moment and was able to then receive a million things that, of goodness of, the, of my experience, tons of them. But like I said, in the time of it, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. But looking back, I'm like, oh, I can see the energetic differences of forcing and receiving and that has completely changed my life like 
it was out of a time that I really had no choice to receive, but how many times do we have no choice but to receive and we still won't even receive it? We right. still feel guilty or bad, or we tell ourselves all these, you know, reasons or somebody wants to, something as simple as somebody wants to buy lunch and you're like, oh no, 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 please, please, okay. please, not me. Just no, please don't save, save your money. I mean, I, I don't need that. I don't, I don't need that. that. Yeah. I don't need that. Please, please, please. No, anybody but me. Like, this is so. <laughs> How about you buy the table over there? I'll even buy the table over there if you'll just try not to get me anything. Right. But then we're also, we feel so alone and we're like, why is it so hard? But we're pushing away. There's so many things being orchestrated all around us. And we just have to be willing to receive them. But it takes actual, um, like, this is, this is like an oxymoron. So I was going to say like, it takes actual like physical steps and actions to be able to receive because receiving you actually step back and you don't have to do anything, but you do have to know how to get yourself into the receiving part of the experience in the appropriate timings. Yeah. You have to override your primary operating system in that masculine energy and be willing to experience life beyond it. To, to be willing to change your dynamic in the energetics and the interactions in your own life. Right. And what, what we've been taught to do is like apply the wrong energetics. Like we apply feminine solutions to masculine energetics and we try to pl- apply masculine energetics to feminine, like, or I'm sorry, masculine solutions to feminine energetics. So we try to apply doing to feelings and we try to apply a feelings to our doings. And they just don't ever get you where you actually want to be immersed in a true experience. Like, um, it ends up just like in this cycle of like, none of this adds up or makes sense. But when you start to understand like when to use feminine energy and when to use masculine energy, it not only changes your relationship to yourself, it changes your relationship to everything in the external world. It changes your relationship to other people. It exchanges relationship or the um, relationship to your partner, like man and woman dynamics. I mean, I can only speak to man and woman dynamics because I'm in a relationship with a man, but it changes your friendships. It changes your money. It changes your, it changes everything. When you change how you relate to yourself and where you are centered in your energy, your outer world changes around it. And it's um, wild because it makes no logical sense. And when you start to incorporate the feminine, that is where like, divinely orchestrated magic, nonsensical, illogical, the quantum field ability to collapse time out of nowhere, things like land and you draw to you and you receive because the masculine energy dynamic is all about structure and, you know, logic and reason and doing and problem solving. And so it's all working in the realm of things that already exist and can be seen and thought of and when you begin to incorporate both of them, your life just transforms. It's like, why, why is it that the more that I work and the harder that I do it, the worse things get for me? Like if I could like, okay, I'm in this problem with money. Okay. Like I don't have enough money. What's the solution work harder and more. It doesn't ever add up. The more you work, the harder you work, 
the more money you have, the less money you have. Like it's because you're over dominating in your energetic system of how you're experiencing money in two ways through need and scarcity. Because when you filter everything through need, it holds an energetic tone that distorts your experience. And in that energetic tone of seeking need and safety and security, you're weirdly over in your masculine energy, trying to provide yourself with some sort of feeling of safety and security through action. But that's not how you get to the feeling of safety and security. Action never adds up to it. We have clients who have $30,000, $50,000, $100,000, and they feel like one bill can be a matter of life and death. It's not about the physical structures. It's about the energetic and emotional components that are entangled with it. And you can experience like, you know, if you, if we're talking about money, you can experience the amount of money that you need through the energetics of, you know, working through the masculine and making it work. And then you have like the receipt, the feminine energy that when it's not in its mature form and it's immature it's like it's like you can't you know that you can't just like sit in your living room and like there's a possibility that you could literally take no action maybe if you won the lottery or something like that and this like windfall could come to you and then there's this other part that you have to like make it work and you have to go out and do the masculine movement both of these energies are necessary but you if you just go fully into one you're unbalanced and you either are you know, working really hard and trying everything or you're doing nothing and wondering why it doesn't work for you. And so you need to know when to take some actual, like you, you want to experience life. You want to take some physical action. You want to have logics. Like these are perfectly um, great moves that I could do logically to build my business. These are great things that I could do to put this out there. Here's some physical action things I can do. And then once you get done with that, then you get to move into the receiving thing and receive the fruits of your labor and not intermix them of being like, I took this action. Now, does this mean I'm worthy enough or was I good enough? Or is anybody responding? Let me go back and write a couple more things. Like maybe I need to say a couple more things. And we just start mixing the two things and they get really intertwined and muddy and they don't stay in their own lanes. And like what we do is we teach you how to use those energies and to stay in their own lanes so you get the most efficient, time-bending, wild experiences where you're like actually have energy at the end of the day because you didn't muddle it all up together and try to untangle it having no idea where to start, which then that experience alone projects the future experience of being hard and complicated and you don't understand what you missed and everybody else seems to get it. It's just, it, there's a better way. Like right. that one is so freaking exhausting. We, we did it forever. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's like nothing wrong with like having to go in and figure out like the healing journey or like being on the, the, the path of like where you have to dig in and you like find the things and you understand yourself. And you're like, this is why I'm like this. I mean, we have so many women who, you know, tell us like, okay, this is what I went through in my life. I understand that I am this way because of these things. 
but like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Like I have, like, I already understand it. I already have been working on this. I can't actually stop seeking. I really wish I could stop seeking because <laughs> I'm like, don't know what to do anymore. Like could, oh could somebody just teach me how to stop seeking? But again, in that, in that like innate need for more, like you'll never stop seeking, but if you can learn how to take the energy dynamics that you've used to dig in and solve problems and that you've used to find your programming and understand why you are the way you are and you shift into the experience of creating what it is that you actually desire in your life, you can do the same work, but instead of it going backwards into problem solving, you're moving forward into projecting the quality of your life in the future. The energetics required to come from bad to good or to come from like um, wounded to safe or to, you know, overcome the healing journey, the, the energetics required for that experience are very different than the energetics required for overflow. To live in good to great and great to extraordinary require two completely sets of um, energetic um, qualities. I don't know. I, I'm like lost my words. And if you never understand how to cross the threshold into that that deeper, richer experience, you just get stuck on a loop over here. Yes. yes. And what the becoming is about, we have the becoming, which is a six part course, um, is about crossing that threshold, the energetics of overflow, the masculine and feminine dynamics, the like harmony between the two, uncoupling the, the, the misunderstandings and moving into massive support, um, experiencing the purified feminine, understanding the dynamics of like true desire versus, you know, ending the relationship to need. Those are the, the things that we're going to be exploring and um, providing the foundation. And even that is its own, own experience of being massively supported in how to create the quality of life that you desire to experience from a space beyond need, from a space beyond safety and security, where you get to play um, like with fear for fun. In, I wonder if I could have even, you know, how can I, how can I be one foot in gratitude with where I'm at and also feel good about wanting more? Because that's been a big thing for us is like, is it even okay to want things? Is it even okay to want more? Is it even okay to have desires? You know, we've suppressed, like as a society, we've suppressed the feminine. So completely that it, we don't, is it even okay to have a desire? You know, feminine energy is all about desire. Yeah. I remember calling you, we talked about this recently, but calling you and be like, okay. I'm like calling you like the first time I ever admitted something 
it. <laughs> so funny, but I called you. I remember being in the car and being like, all right, Randy, I got to tell you, honestly, I really just want a nice car. I want a nice car. And I had spent like years being like, I don't care about that. 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 People with nice cars, you know, they're just show us or, oh, they must have all this money. Or I bet they're probably in a lot of debt because they have all the, all these cars. Like, obviously they're probably getting themselves into trouble if they have something beyond a need, like they must be really insecure. I was telling myself all of these stories. And then one day it just hit me. I'm like, I just want a nice car. Like, can I just want something to want something? Does it have to mean that I'm all of these things or that it's going to be hard? And it's so ridiculously simple to just like, why does that have to be a thing? But it is like, we are so programmed with anything beyond need to be so frivolous and ridiculous. And it means all of these things and all of the past programming of what these people are like who want these things and to even just like admit that out loud, out loud admitting that I was like an alcoholic or something like okay <laughs> just want a nice car like how can that be so hard to just say and this was a while ago so this wasn't even in this part but it was like part of me just starting to admit like hey I've been in self-protection and I have pushed away all of these things that are available to me and told myself these stories that they're not for me and that I don't like them and that the people who have them are these ways out of self-protection because I was setting myself up to not be disappointed if I created a life for myself that I didn't get to experience those things and so I set up for years a rejection of all of the goodness of life. And some of those things come out in material items and some of them come out in deep relationships and some of them come out in financial security, but it's the same thing. Like if you can't even admit that you want like something that's just nice to have something nice, then you probably also can't admit that you wanna have like a really fulfilling deep relationship too like there's a self-protection wall that is like wedged itself into your life experience and that's why we're so excited about this because in, in material world yes there's a million things that are good to experience the goodness includes all of those things but it also includes the provisions that go from every aspect of your life your relationships your conversations, your experiences, your laughter, the provisions are provisions. They, that's unlimited. They, when you know how to access the provisions, you know how to access anything that's available in life. When you cut yourself off from one, you cut yourself off from them all, really. Yes. Because you have a deep belief that it's not for you. Right. However, it's manifesting its way out. Yeah. And in that, um, programming of need, you're literally wired to reject yeah. anything that is beyond the bare minimum of survival. And, and you do it in the ways Jenny was just talking about by, you know, saying you don't want it or protecting yourself from not having it or judging people who have what you have. I have a friend who's, um, a a coach and she just had her biggest month ever. She, she, I think it's $55,000 she's had this month. And her post was, um, I'm becoming every single thing that I used to judge. 
because what she had done for so many years was look to all of these women who were living the life that she wanted to live with the level of impact and the level of exposure and the quality of money and programs and either judged herself as not being able to actualize that or to judge them as why she couldn't have it. You know, that's what we do. We see abundance and we still feel lack or we see, you know, our, what would be our desire that we would like to calibrate to, but we have too much programming in between it. And so we reject it either by rejecting them or by rejecting ourselves. And we talk ourselves into not wanting things and to not, um, desiring things because when it's not connected to a need, then we're not, un we're not certain that it, it could even be available to us. And with, with all of the programming of our life, it's all innocent. No one's trying to make us act this way. No, but no one's trying to, you know, I said to my mom, are you going to be upset? Like if I end up making a lot of money and she was like, why would you ever say that? Like, that seems crazy. Of course I would want you to have money. I want you to have everything that you want to have. And I'm like, okay, but how uncomfortable do you feel around rich people? And she's like, well, I actually feel really uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay. And so think about the programming there. If I am one of those people that you feel uncomfortable around, do you see how it would like unconsciously prevent me from wanting to make you more uncomfortable? Like you, we, we, these things are innocent, but they're there and they're there deeply from, you know, money to relationships to how much self-preservation has to show up in an effort to protect ourselves from losing the people that we love the most. And the things that they have said are about them, but as children, we made them about us and we collected all of this data and that's not necessarily good or bad, but we do need to acknowledge that it's there and make decisions to move beyond it and to recognize you know, so much of our work is being like, oh, this makes sense now. Yes. It's not like, let's go blame our parents for why we are the way we are or society for why we are the way we are or religion for why the way we are. But these things are filtering our experience in the most subtle and obvious ways. And it really has shaped my perception of self and what is possible for me but I know that I came here for more than this. And so I am ready and willing to face what needs to be faced. And in the beginning, it was a lot of the programming with a little bit of joy and a lot of the heartache with a little bit of joy. And it's, it's now switched where it's mostly great. It's like beyond it's in the good to great. So it's like a lot of goodness and great with these little weird things. And then it's just moving and moving further into that spot. And that's what the becoming is about. It's the fullness of our work, which includes pieces of the beginning and movement into this overflow. And like Jenny said, this stuff is moving faster and faster. So the big problems and the little goodness are collapsing so much quicker that we can start, you know, in the good part and just like plug into those little spots faster and it's really, really exciting. Yeah. Yes. As the women that are doing this work are going into their, the moment that they're in and what's happening when they connect to the truth and go against the programming of 
you know, the default patterns and choosing to experience the moment in alignment with who they actually are, not the ones that they have, have past experience about or that have been programmed. What that does is it collapses time and it actually rewrites the past and projects and writes the future. And as people are doing that, not only are they doing that for themselves, as we do it, we're doing it for ourselves, but it's actually changing the whole world at the same time. It's for you as well. Some of these things you don't even have to go through anymore because enough women have turned these beliefs over and over. You may become aware of them, but the time that it takes to heal from it and switch the belief over, the belief of the truth is becoming stronger and stronger and more potent that you actually get to experience the fast forward version of it now in a lot of the places that it's programmed in you. So it's, yes. it's amazingly exciting. So yes. you don't, like the women that are coming in now, we, we were in a round of deprogram. Our last deep, you know handful of deprograms, we spent the 12 weeks doing this like deep work in let's figure out the patterns and all these things. This round of deprogram now is like a couple of weeks in and we had to, we're switching it into the overflow because the programming is significantly flipping faster than we've ever seen. And we know this to be true. It's because it's happening so much. Not only are we doing it here in the originators, but there's women all over the world that are doing this. And as we do this together, we're working together. And so why it's so important to know how energy works, how the masculine works, how the feminine works, because you can lock into a grid of excellence and join other people energetically that are doing it together and not only change your experience, but change the world's experience and write the new laws of how it actually works. Like this can yeah. work. You're on the leading edge when you jump into this. This is not something that anybody has to do. This is like, if you desire to do it and you wanna be a part of something that feels different from the ways of the world and realize that you have a hand in your experience in a way that you didn't. And not only is it your hand, but it's the provisions of God and the provisions of the other women in the world and the provisions of the energetics of how it works out. And you get to go into the flow of it instead of the pushing against and making everything harder for yourself. Yeah. And it the just keeps getting better. Yes. The ability to calibrate to this new timeline that actually just keeps collapsing in on itself and getting faster and faster and faster. Yeah. The actualization of, you know, the return to the garden, which I always talk about, like heaven on earth in this timeline right now, like it is happening now. And the more that women, these women are tapping into the truth and tapping into the energetics behind it. It is an exponential experience that is just calibrating quicker and quicker and quicker. Like you jump in now, like the women did the legwork for you. Like the women who have gone before you have done some of the work for you and you get to just benefit for you, for me, for us. We're all in this you know, individually and collectively contributing to this new way of being um, on this planet at, at this time. And it's, it's becoming clearer and clearer who's, who's going in what direction. I mean, the disparity between the two worlds has never been greater and more apparent, but the opportunity for limitlessness 
and actualizing the true desires of your heart and who you came here to be. I mean, you are not here at this time by accident. Like you are the end, but you are also the beginning of massive amounts of timelines in your lineage, in your family, in your consciousness, in your experience. You came for this time now on purpose. And there's a, your mind will tell you a million reasons why this is not available for you. And that somehow you are the exception to the way of the laws of the universe and God's provisions. But I'm telling you, it just takes massive trust and throwing yourself into the fire for all the goodness. It's, it's the biggest reward. It's the scariest move, but it's the biggest reward. You are not an exception. The way that the energetics work are the way they work and you get to know how that happens and work with them. Oh, this is so funny. I just realized this. Okay. So all throughout the years, do you remember how I always like know how to kind of get the best out of the situations in like, if we're doing hotels or traveling or something and mom and dad would always, mom would always be like, Oh, you just know how to work with the system. You know how to work with the system. Mm -hmm. And it just clicked in my head. Like, this is actually what you do. You get to learn and know how to work with the system, like right. have the system work for you and be a part of the best of it and find the gold of all of it and not just have to just do what everybody else is doing, but you have to put yourself out there on the, alter in massive trust to know that even in this moment you doing this acting in alignment with who you actually are in this moment just this one time however that looks in your life rewrites the past and writes the future for you it's then only up to you to continue to do it and to know that every time you do it it's massively huge that you're even doing this but our human brain brain wants to tell us in this moment, these are the reasons why we could get ourselves in trouble. And this is the past experience of how we've gotten ourselves into the trouble. So we're out. But there's a whole different side. There's a whole nother energetic you get to jump into where this moment then changes the projection of the future. You are deciding the projection of the future moment to moment. So as you stand there deciding that the past has enough experience to tell you the future is going to be that same way to be. When you stand there knowing the past was the past and it was all of the things that led you to this moment and you decide to go forward knowing that this stuff over here no longer dictates the future, that's the future you write there in the moment. You get to decide. You actually are deciding the next moment for yourself continuously. The problem is, is that we're just, not un we're just unaware that we're doing it. And so from default, the mind chatter the past experiences are, you know, on default writing in this next experience is going to be a shit show. <laughs> this next experience is going to be really hard. This one, I'm going to probably run out of money. Yep, yep, yep. That's what's happening. Like we're doing it. Right. Yeah. Or there's another option of being like this one right here. I know now that there's something else going on. I'm actually choosing right now that I'm massively provided for, which means I am in the future as well. 
right. as many times as I find my body and my mind going to the place of writing out something that I don't want to experience, I'm going to stop it, reprogram it, and write out what actually is the truth. And I'm going to experience it, that again. And then when I find my body and mind telling me that I'm wrong again, I know right now that this mind chatter, this body feeling is writing this next part. I don't want this. I'm changing this. I'm writing something else. But you have to know how to do that and you have to know how the energetics are and how to use them in the proper time. So you can do the work and receive the goodness. Do the work and receive the goodness. Receive the goodness, receive the goodness, receive the goodness. Yes. Yeah. And Jen, when Jenny's saying writing it, she doesn't actually mean like journaling. She means participating. I mean, you can journal, yeah. but also writing the future by participating in the present Right. The way that you desire to have your experience and then knowing that when you act on behalf of your desire now, it projects the same energy into the future. You can have it all, but you can't have it both ways. You can't have, you can't long for a desire and then constantly participate in the shit. Like you can't long for gold and then only act out of scarcity and need. You have at one point, something else has to match the experience. If, if this is just a pipe dream in your mind that you can't ever get the truth behind and your actions behind, you will have this because you have more evidence and experience for it. And it's the, it's the energy that programs the future and matches the past. The, the, the desire, true desire that the quantum outside this thing that you know that you're meant for, but you just don't know how to actualize like, or this desire in your heart that makes no sense considering you came from this, like at some point you'll have to stop acting like this in order to actualize this. And that's baby steps. That's big steps. It's all, it's both in between. But when you can hold on to the truth that you rewrite the past and you ordain your future in how you participate in the moment now, you begin to think about how you're like, you begin to stop and get really honest and intimate with yourself on how you are experiencing this moment. That's why we, in the beginning, we tell everybody to do the opposite. Right. And if you're in that place, we have a program, um, with activate your origination, the full course, dig into that. You can purchase that at any time. If you're like, okay, I love the goodness, I want the goodness, but I am like ridden with programming right now and I have no idea how to get there from there, you can jump into the becoming and you can jump right into the goodness, but figure out how to find the programming, act in that, you want to go through the process in that way, that is there available for you at any time. So get a hold of us, we can get you hooked up with Activate Your Origination. And I think that's a 12 part video series that has like, every single thing that we've ever talked about in the first year of our experience with the originators packed in there. It's yes. all in there. Yeah. yeah. Programming, central nervous system, wired for survival, all of those things are in that one. Yes. Yes. And you have that forever. Yeah. Yeah. So if the becoming is somewhere you, if you feel called to jump in with that, reach out to us, we'll give you more information on that, send you the links. And then we also have um, a incredible opportunity right now for 
the Champions Club, which comes with the becoming the full course of that. And then you get the 12 week mentorship as well alongside. Yes. So you learn the energetics of it and then we walk with you through it. Yes. And the Champions Club is for women in the horse world. Yes. Right. The becoming is for anyone who wants to experience energetics. The becoming is part of Champions Club, but the Champions Club is for women in the horse world during this time to be supported, to be celebrated, yes. to be um, walked with on their journey to creating their own unique experience during competition or in their training or in their work or in how they want to experience their life in the goodness of the energetics and the understanding and then to be walked through with, um, for 12 weeks. Yeah. There's so much good stuff going on. Right. It's so exciting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody has any questions about anything we talked about today, just reach out. I see some of the ladies who have been through a lot of time with us are here watching. That's exciting. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Erin, if you're still here. Um, yeah. The Becoming will start May 19th, so a week from today. And it is um, a five-part, it'll be a Facebook Live, like, transmission situation with, you know, question and answer in that private Facebook group. Um, and we will just, for five days, give you every, the mother load of everything it is that we know. And then you'll have the time to digest it and process it and sit with it and experience it. And then we'll come back with a question and answer session as, you know, as we give you time to participate in it, but yeah. All right. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. If you listen to this in the future, just say hi too. Yeah. On the replay.